BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy hump day. I am very appropriately sitting here with two boys that I just love to hump. The first is Theo, as he is the official mascot of hump day. And the other is my co-host for the second day in a row, the man that I sleep with every night and the man that I love, Mr. Ben Soffer. Hi, Ben. How are you? Hump day. Do you remember that commercial? Of course I do. I just I just said hump day. Geico. It's by the way, Geico, unbelievable advertising. Unbelievable marketing strategy. Whoever it's and it's funny, it's like you'd think that over the years it would change, but really, whoever's in there just is in there and they're just there till they die, I guess. Well, I guess. We'll, we'll know when the, the Geico creative guy dies. The gecko. It, it, um, it'll, it'll go downhill. Um, thank you so much for joining me here me here again today. Thank I you. I truly for appreciate me. it. Um, how are you doing since your last stint on the morning toast yesterday? Have people stopping you in the street? Actually, last night I was accosted in the streets. Oh, a really? Gr- by hordes of fans of the morning toast? A group of three, I will say, high school ladies in masks as I walked down the street yelled, Oh my God, it's the husband of Caller Daddy! <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And I was um, like, no, it's not. And I kept walking. And then was she's your like, pride- oh, my God, it's Girl With No Job's husband and her dog. I recognized your dog. I'm like, thanks. Are you, is your pride a little butthurt? It's just like Theo's so much more famous than me. Oh, oh by ridiculous. the way, 100%. Theo gets stopped in the street like on a daily basis. It's actually exhausting. That's why he's always sleeping. He's like exhausted from literally putting society on his back. He's so incredibly famous. It's unreal. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, I want to kill him. Speaking of something that's... Okay, I don't know how to transition, but (laughs) um, yesterday on the podcast, I totally forgot to ask you to do your Mickey Mouse Clubhouse um, impression because I told everyone about it on Monday's show about how we watched so much Mickey Mouse Clubhouse over Christmas break because we spend time with our niece and she fucking loves Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and we were like running around the house being like Miska, Muska and then we discovered Ben has this incredible talent for Mickey Mouse impersonations so I'm I, I want to say just go for it mm-hmm. <clears throat> Miska, Muska, Mickey that's really good. It is, right? It's really good. And you know what? Like, I think you don't do that many good impersonations. Neither do I. Like, it's a really hard skill. I think the only impersonation that I do decently is, like, Shakira. I think I do two that are good. What's that your and- other one? You fit your Naya Doubtfire, dear. 
that's very good. The truckers for Yuva Janaya have arrived. They haven't been here in a while since they were here for Tasha, but the truckers for Yuva Janaya have arrived. Um, that's very good. Yeah, I only do Shakira like half well. You do a good Shakira, honestly. Whenever, wherever, we're meant to be together out there and you'll be here. That's like... It's gotten worse over time. That's good. Um, but, you know, I wish I could do more impersonations. Mm-hmm. We should start honing that craft. It's funny. I think that because Mickey just came so nat- naturally, I wonder what others I could do. It's like I didn't try to learn Mickey. Right. Mickey just came to me. No, you didn't choose Mickey. Mickey chose you. He chose me. Yeah. Miska, Muska, Mickey Crunch. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Come inside, it's fun inside. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Um, we have a great show for you guys today. Obviously, I know everyone's just tuning in because we got to talk about Kim and Kanye, like the news of the day. Have you? Do you know what the news is? Kimye. You know, like... Of course. Okay, okay. I just, I don't want to insult you. Of course. You. No, look. The big Crazy. D. The big D. So we have a great show for you guys today. Fast Five Stories, of course, we'll be recapping Kim and Kanye. I know Jackie is devastado that she's not here. Um, but it's Wednesday, so we're also going to do a little TV recap. I want to talk about Bridgerton and Real Housewives of Dallas. Very quickly, Ben didn't watch. I just want to give a couple thoughts. And then, obviously, Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment. Um, and hopefully you guys wrote in some good stuff for me and Ben. I haven't seen them yet. They've been pre-screened, and hopefully we'll be able to deliver some life-changing advice. I've been told that I deliver life-changing advice. By who? That's something that people say about me. Who? It's like, Ben, who? he does a great Mickey Mouse impression. He does an unbelievable euphigenia, and he gives life-changing advice. I just, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I would just love to know who these people are. You'll know them when you see them. Who, when will I see them? You'll see them. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think we should just dive in because we just got to get to talking about Kim and Kanye and the unbelievable news that I literally reject from the universe. Um, so let's just dive right into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Very good, Ben. Mm-hmm. You, probably, you have so much experience clearing your throat. You're probably very good at that. <laughs> Does it feel good in the back of your throat? No, it clears a different portion. Like if those throat clearers that are listening, they know that you can clear the beginning of your throat or really more towards the esophagus. You were on such That's- a kick last night with your throat clearing. Like it was uh, the fact that I didn't stab you in your sleep. I should win an award. Yeah, so that was deeper throat clearing. Mm, yeah. I was trying to cleanse my esophagus versus the more uh, upfront throat clearing that more focuses on the roof of your mouth. That's mm. where you get the... <sighs> okay, I think that's enough. Oh, oh, speaking of... Oh, I have to sneeze. Oh, I wish we were on video. Bless oh. you. Sneezing on the toast is one of my favorite pastimes, but I, I do a little dance with it, but we're not recording video today. Sorry, guys, you missed it. As I was saying... I think that sneeze is a mere symptom of my RDH, so it's best to let everyone know that today's episode is brought to you by Bruch, our favorite electric toothbrush here at The Morning Toast. The most sleek, the most beautiful, and the best. Literally, I went to the dentist like a month ago for the first time in six years, and she was like, oh my God, you're such a great brusher. Do you use an electric toothbrush? And I said, Doc, I'm using a Bruch. The Bruch comes with six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. It has a four-week battery life, so you can charge it, take it with you on a, on a trip, and not have to bring the charger. Um, it comes with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. They also have a subscription program, so you can never forget to change your brush head again. Bruch ships you new replacement heads every six months, so you never get stuck using a, a worn-out brush head. 
Their sleek design is modern, aesthetically pleasing, and comes in trend-driven seasonal colors and looks great on your bathroom. It's true. It's very modern, very Elon Musk, like Tesla vibes. Um, It's cute. It's affordable. It's the best, honestly, the best electric toothbrush that I've experienced and the most reasonably priced. And it's cute. You can get, I have one in pink. It's just fabulous. All the toasters have brushes, I feel like, at this point. If you're not brushing, what are you doing? Get 15% off your brush tooth your Bruch toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use the promo code toast at bruch.com. That's 15% off using promo code toast at B-R-U-U-S-H.com. The promo code is toast for 15% off at Bruch, B-R-U-U-S-H.com. Now, leading into our first story, maybe Kimmy Kanye landed divorce because they weren't bruching. It's possible. What a great name, Bruch. I know, right? It's just a fabulous brand. Mm-hmm. Bruch. Um, okay, page six. They were the first to report it, so... According to them, and now it's on the cover of the New York Post, and now it's being reported widely that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are getting a divorce. Now, here are the facts from page six, and then let's just go. You know, it's one of those things like, you know, like historical events where you remember where you were when you found out. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally remember where I was um, when I found out that Kim and Chris Humphreys were getting a divorce. I was in history class um, in the 11th grade, and it was really traumatizing. So... Now I'll remember I was sitting in my bed doing a Q&A when I found out Kim and Kanye. Mm-hmm. And see, do you remember where you were when you found out that Kobe passed away? Of course. Me too. I was in my bed again because I'm always in my bed. But there are certain things that like trigger, like that you remember where you were. And this is going to be one of them. Yep. I was walking around Bloomingdale's aimlessly looking at my phone saying, what the fuck? Yeah. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are over. Multiple sources tell Page Six that divorce is imminent for the Hollywood couple, with Kardashian hiring divorce attorney to the stars, Laura Wasser. They are keeping it low-key, but they are done, says a source. Kim has hired Laura Wasser, and they are in settlement talks. Kim, 40, hasn't been seen wearing her wedding ring, and Kanye, 43, remained at his $14 million Wyoming ranch over the holidays instead of spending it with the Kardashian family, who drew criticism for their extravagant celebrations. Kim got Kanye to go up to Wyoming so they could live separate lives and quietly get things sorted out to separate and divorce. She's done, the source said. So let me just explain that like when I saw this story, at first I just completely rejected it. I have seen in, in the past year, there people have always said stuff about Kim and Kanye, but definitely in the last year, like when he's kind of ha- been going through some mental health issues and he's been on Twitter, like saying stuff about her family there. And Kim actually has spoken out um, about, about the whole situation. People have said this before. And so I didn't really pay it any mind. And then they announced they were going to put it on the cover of the New York Post, which I thought was a really big deal. And then it started to be reported more widely from like E and TMZ. And I was forced to like look in the mirror. I couldn't ignore this story anymore. And as much as it pains me to say this, it appears as though it may be true. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know what to do with this information. Like I'm honestly, I'm thinking of all my Kimye stands. I'm thinking of Jackie O. Like this is really sad because I feel like people have talked about them forever, but there was always proof in their, in the success of their marriage. Like they weren't getting divorced. They've been together for eight years. They have four kids. Like say what you want, but this is what a happy marriage looks like. And mm-hmm. I just feel like I can't say that anymore. And that's really sad. Yeah, it is sad, especially because I just don't feel like this is what like Kim had wanted. Like people can always say like, Oh, they'll just like find another husband. Like, right. That's what they always do. Like it's pretty clear that like she definitely loved him. Like she stayed with him, besides the four kids, like four kids, that's a big deal. But like, there are plenty of people that get divorced with children that yeah. like, were in loveless marriages. Like, I think that she like stayed with him through some really tough times in his life. I and totally agree. I think that it only became something that, again, I don't know them. I know nothing. So this right. is just like conjecture. Yeah, but it it seems like it 
affected her and her family too much publicly, that that's when she sort of needed to step away. You think? Away. Yeah. I feel like she's not that shallow. I feel like... I think that there's a lot. I think between him running for president and then dropping out and then all those videos. And it's just like... Uh, it, it's not. It's not about being shallow. It's like there's just so much. There's only some. There's, so much. There's so much publicity that you can just like, sort of push away to withstand. a point where it's going to start to affect your own mental health and your family. And, no, that's I interesting. Know. I mean, when, whenever, I think it was maybe like Kim's Eat Your Hollywood story, or just like whenever she refers to like her meeting Kanye. You know, she really wasn't taken seriously by a lot of people before. Um, before Kanye, I think like her and her family were just regarded as like reality stars. And like Kim was constantly trying to break into the fashion world. And like Kanye brought her as her, as his plus one to the Met Gala. She was like so nervous and she was really trying to break into fashion. Like nobody gave her the time of day until Kanye was like, yeah, I like this girl. Like she's my wife and brought her everywhere. And like really gave Kim and the whole family, like a a true sense of legitimacy. So I don't know. I don't know if Kim would be so quick to like be so shallow being like, Oh, you're giving me bad press. Like, at some point, I think Kim is, like, too famous to care. It's not... I, I, I just think that it's, like, nobody knows what's, what goes on in a marriage. And I think the, the small bit that we do know, which is Kanye's very public struggle with mental health issues, I think that can take a toll on a marriage. I do. Yeah. Agreed. I'm just really sad. Like, and I don't... Like, I know it's going to be exciting because I'm, like, a pop culture podcast host. And, like, now we get to see who Kim is dating. I heard a rumor that she's dating Van Jones, who is... Um, a ho- do you know who that is? I know the name. Yeah, he's a host on CNN, and he worked with oh, Kim. Oh, I do. I do know who Van Jones Yeah, he worked with Kim on a lot of her prison reform and, like, a lot of the TV spots she did for Alice Marie Johnson. Um, so people say that, that she's dating him. I don't believe that. I, um, there's also, like, an insane rumor on TikTok that Kanye West is dating Jeffree Star, which is, like, so far-fetched. But I just, like, I hate that we're here. Like, I don't want to know who Kim's dating because I know she's home with Kanye, you know? Yeah, I mean, if she's dating somebody right now, then I take back everything that I said. And if he's dating somebody, like, n- not dating, like, sure, like, if you hear that, like, if the rumors about him and Jeffree Star are true, that would no, be, it's like, not a whole true. I don't crazy even want, thing. I'm sorry I even put that out there. Like, that's just not true. But, like... I don't know. I don't think that you like get out of a loveless marriage. I mean, you don't get out of a loving marriage and just jump into dating someone when you're so busy. Like that's like her thing. It's like I'm so busy. I can't like breathe. Like I remember I watched like a couple episodes of the Kardashians. You don't have to like, be embarrassed. You could say you watch it. No, no. I I wish that I watched more of it. I've only watched like a couple episodes of this season, mm-hmm. and I specifically remember an episode where it's like Kim talking about how she hasn't been alone and like she has. Her family, she has her business. Like, four kids is a, a, a ton. A ton. And it's like, well, okay, yes. so now you'd assume that if she's, like, going through a separation with her husband that she wouldn't try and make her life busier. So the thing is, is that when you were watching that episode, we were watching when they were in quarantine, Kanye offered to take the kids. Kanye has been in Wyoming for most of quarantine. So I think that they have decided to not be married well over a year ago. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. And they are now only deciding to be public and actually file the divorce papers. So I think if either one of them is dating someone, they are well within their right. I think that they haven't been like emotionally married Fair. for a year. Fair. Fair. And I think that if it weren't for coronavirus and like all the shit going on in the world, they might have even announced this way sooner because we know that Kanye and on the show they tried to make it seem like Kim, like Kanye's giving me my space, like he's going to go to Wyoming with the kids. Like we know that they've been living separate lives and by the way, there are plenty of people who live separate lives from their husbands and live in perfectly happy marriages. So I didn't think anything of it. I didn't. But I'm also just like a blindly loyal stan, but I'm being confronted with the truth now. And it's just, it's really tough to swallow. Mm-hmm. 
Tough. Anything you want to say? Last words on the Kimye marriage before I wrap this up? No, it's... It's a tough pill to swallow. Speaking of another tough pill to swallow, this is kind of like a sad day here at the Morning Toast. Um, This is a page six article. According to them, Alex Trebek was in, quote, enormous pain during final Jeopardy Jeopardy tapings. So I don't know if you know, but this week is the last bit of episodes. He had pre-recorded a ton of uh, Jeopardy episodes. So when he died, he still had like two more months of Jeopardy Mm -hmm. um, already recorded. But ahead of Alex Trebek's final Jeopardy episodes airing this week, executive producer Mike Richards is opening up about what it was like for the late host to film the show just 10 days before his death. Richards said on the Today Show, it was Herculean. He was in enormous pain. But despite Trebek's struggles, Richards said viewers will not sense that in any of the episode. He is strong. He sounds great. He is funny. And he is amazing, the EP added, calling the beloved host an absolute warrior. Trebek's final five episodes will begin airing Monday on ABC, and Richard teased a special monologue during one of the episodes. He said, in this very special, unbelievable final week, he comes out and gives a talk about the importance of togetherness and sticking together and what the world is struggling. But we have to get through it together. And we had chills. Um, okay, so final five episodes this week, and apparently we get a special message from Alex Trebek, and according to the executive producer, he was in a lot of pain. That's, I mean, I can't even talk about my feelings for Alex Trebek, like, without crying. It's amazing that he truly was, like, married to the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know anybody in the world that films literally up until they die. No, it's insane. Like, like you leave, you, like, spend your next years... With your family. Yeah, or, like, in Florida. It's always Florida. Yeah. You know? No, and, I know and, what you and, mean. And it's just, like, you you come to terms with things, and I guess the only thing... Tr- I wonder if this is going to be very profound. Hmm. Perhaps the show was literally keeping him alive. Perhaps. Seriously. No, I feel that. Because he's been sick for a very long time. Yeah, and, like and it, it did... How old is he? I think somewhere in his 80s. um, Or like late 70s. No, definitely not 80s. No, 70s. Late 70s. Um, I think that for a while he was doing really well in his treatment and people thought that he might beat it. But stage four pancreatic cancer is like nobody gets to beat that. It's just awful. So I just love him so much. And I, I can't believe like I actually haven't watched any of the episodes this week. Like I honestly find it too triggering. Like, I love him so much. Yeah, he's a great guy. I will watch them at some point, but just to know that, like, they're still out there means, like, I have something to look forward to in terms yep. of Alec Trebek. Yep. But if I just watch them, I don't think I'm ready. All right, next up, I'm going to change the... The vibe. The vibe. It's a very somber vibe. This is a weird-ass story that I actually followed on TikTok, and now it's being written up. E! News. JoJo Siwa is responding to controversial JoJo's Juice board game featuring inappropriate content. JoJo took to social media to address the inappropriate questions on the children's game, JoJo's Juice. JoJo Siwa is addressing the criticism over controversial Nickelodeon board game, JoJo's Juice. The 17, oh my God, she is 17? The 17-year-old YouTube star, who has a young fan base, took to Instagram and TikTok on Monday to shed some light on how the children's game ended up with the inappropriate content for the targeted six and up audience. She said, over the weekend, it has, brought, it has been brought to my attention by my fans and followers on TikTok that my name and image have been used to promote this board game that has some really inappropriate content. Now, when companies make these games, they don't run every aspect by me, so I had no idea the types of games that were on these playing cards. Now, when I first saw this, I was really, really, really upset about how gross these questions were, and so I brought it to Nickelodeon's attention immediately. And since they have been working to get this game 
and since then, they have been working to stop getting this game made and also being pulled from all shelves wherever it's sold. So this kind of happened in such a weird way. Some TikToker, um, I think maybe it was like a mom who bought the game for her kid, made a video that went viral being like, why is JoJo Siwa selling this game where it's like, it was just like in a. What are the questions? Do you know like, any of them? It wasn't like, where'd you give your first blowjob? But it was like inappropriate for six and up. What? But what is that? Okay, let me find, I need to find it's, that. It's important. No, it's, I know. It's important to know what some of them are. Oh, here. Other questions in, from the multiplayer game were, who in this room would you most like to date? Have you ever stolen from a store? Those were two of the questions. Um, and JoJo said she never, ever, ever would have approved or agreed to a game that reportedly included questions about being arrested and nudity. Ah. No, the thing is, is that, of course, the questions to us don't seem like such a big deal. But And JoJo Siwa is 17, but her core audience is like hardcore four-year-olds. Has, has jo- First of all, I don't know who JoJo Siwa is. What? Yeah, I don't know who she is. Wait, 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 wait. But she's on Nickelodeon. No. Oh. Wait, what? I don't know who that is. Do you know what she looks like? No. Okay. Show when, me a picture. When Maybe I show I'll know you, who she is. You know this girl. Maybe. Oh my God. Are you serious? I swear. Wait, how do you live in my house and not know who JoJo Siwa is? I don't know. Oh, no, but, I have to give you background now. Okay, fine. Give me some background. Okay. Because then I have a. Yeah. So JoJo, okay. remember the show Dance Moms? Yes. Oh, yes. So she was like on the show, but like not. I remember. Not popular by any means necessary. And you know, the girls from that show, like a lot of them became like big Instagrammers, some dancers. JoJo was like irrelevant on the show, honestly. And she took like the modicum of fame that she had and she started like a YouTube channel. And she like became this kid sensation, like the wiggles. Like everything she does is kid, 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 kid. Got it. She's like a singer and she makes like these songs that kids love and she goes on tours. She does arenas and a lot of the tour is sponsored by Nickelodeon. I know she partners with Nickelodeon a lot. I don't think she has her own TV show on Nickelodeon. But she's like literally like the Hannah Montana, but she skews much, much younger. And what's so impressive about her and why everyone's obsessed with her is that she has an a billion dollar licensing company because her name and image are worth so much. She has these lines of lunch boxes, uh, hair ties, like any anything you can imagine, merch, backpacks, like kids' comforters, like everything at Walmart. Mm. And it's wow. not her company, it's a licensing thing. So they use her name and image. So her her products globally have generated over a billion dollars. She's not herself a billionaire because it's a licensing thing, but that's how a game like this gets made. Like they license her name and then put like something inappropriate in the box. I understand. So I just thought you should need some background. Okay. That's, that is good background. So she is an icon to the young child. To very young. Like, you know, who's, you know, who did a YouTube video with her? Who's obsessed with her? Northwest. Ah, very young. Kim went over to her house. Very young. I understand. Very young. Okay. So when you enter into a relationship with a network, Mm -hmm. a Nickelodeon, let's say, you have to assume that the way that Nickelodeon speaks to kids is going to be the way that Nickelodeon speaks to the kids in your board game. Yeah. If she's ever watched one episode of anything on Nickelodeon, she knows that so many of the jokes are made for the parents watching with their kids. They're a little, they're inappropriate. You're right. but, But it's the same thing on Disney Channel. It's always, it's just because the kids are not watching by themselves and the parents slowly get hooked. There's a reason why into the ages of uh, like my like my dad would like watch Hannah Montana with me and occasionally laugh. We'd watch it back well, now. And Bruce we'd... is a man of taste, and Hannah Montana is an amazing show. You get what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, no, no, I these, agree. If you, the, she didn't partner with Mattel, not Mattel. Like, uh, what's a really young kids brand? P- something with a Barbie. P? 
no, or not even Barbie, like Play-Doh or no, like... No, by the way, I totally disagree with you. I think her partnering with Nickelodeon, she can assume that what's going out with her name on it is going to be kid-friendly. Kid, Mom-tested, mother... No, what is it? Kid-tested, mother-approved. Great, so 99% of the questions are kid-tested, mother-approved, and one of them is talking about arrests that's like, oh, no, that like that's like a, no, it's like mean, a shock factor question. This is definitely like an overreaction. Whatever. But I think JoJo C was a queen for like getting out in front of it and just like... Taking responsibility. Like, she's a fucking queen. Yeah, sure. Getting her product off the shelves. Yeah, it sucks for Nickelodeon. They'll probably lost a lot of money. Yeah, and this is, like, embarrassing for them. They have an image issue, and don't make me say why, because one, just, everyone knows why. Schneider. Uh, ben, what did I just say? I said, don't say. By the way. I'm not trying to get a lawsuit. Have you ever spoken about him? Shh. Seriously. Shh. 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 Silence, okay? I'm not, shut, shut up! I know, don't say anything, seriously. You sure? Yeah. Next up, um, it has been a very, very good, sorry, no good, very bad week for Dr. Dre. He says he's doing great after being hospitalized and will be back home soon. So he shared on Instagram after the news was reported that he was suffering from a brain aneurysm, which is like a crazy thing. Terrible. And then to make matters worse, page six is now reporting his home was the target of a burglary while he was hospitalized for the aneurysm. Yeah, probably by his fucking wife. Why Why his wife? Oh, you don't know the drama? No, what? He's in the middle of a horrific divorce. Okay. And if you follow the shade room, you'd you'd know that she's, like, trying to take him for everything that he has. When, like, I mean, if I was married to Dr. Dre, I would literally be doing the same thing. And, you know, I actually did see something yesterday because his wife was, like, spilling his, uh, airing his dirty laundry, saying he has over $260 million in cash. Yeah, so. That's crazy. So, well, he's the richest man ever because of Beats mm-hmm. and because of his music. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently his wife... His music beats by Dre. No, his music is separate from No, but his, his music is oh, the sure. beats by sure, Dre. Sure, sure. He, totally. Totally. Well, uh, let me just tell you the details of the, ro- the robbery, and then we could see if maybe it was the wife. Dr. Dre's L.A. home was the target of a burglary ring while the music mogul was hospitalized after suffering a brain aneurysm. Police said nothing was taken when the suspects tried and failed to break into Dre's Brentwood pad around 10 p.m. Tuesday. During a surveillance operation in the swanky neighborhood, police spotted an SUV thought to be involved in the ring and apprehended four suspects. Police didn't immediately return page six's request for comment, though 55-year-old Dre hasn't commented on the attempted burglary. He did speak out on his health. Thanks to my family, friends, and fans for their interest and well wishes. I will be out of the hospital and back home soon. Shout out to all the great medical professionals at Cedars. One love. Dre's hospitalization comes amid his bitter divorce battle with his strange wife, Nicole Young. Oh my God, who is seeking $2 million per month in spousal support. She's, from what I'm reading, again, I don't know them, I don't know anything. But from what I'm reading, she's caused a lot of stress Mm -hmm. in this divorce. He's been incredibly stressed. And the a cause of the brain aneurysm is... Oh, you are not blaming the wife for his brain aneurysm and the robbery. I'm not blaming her for the robbery. I wasn't saying that. <laughs> but I am blaming her for the aneurysm. Um, Leave Dr. him alone. Dr. Dre is a P-jom, but, like, I guess if you do have $260 million a month, like, no, you, you could 200... spare two... I'm sorry. If you have $260 million, period, like, you could spare two a month. Two a month? He's broke in 10 years. But he's still making money. That's the thing. He's not uh, living off of a how much sum money? of wealth. I don't, I don't think that he's making for the rest of his life... $50 million a year. I think he's making a lot of money off of his, his music and his Apple stock. Okay. $2 million a month is just... It's a lot. It's insane. <sighs> we were saying Kelly Clarkson's husband 
um, was requesting spousal support. I think it was a million dollars a month. And like, that was insane because Kelly Clarkson is like not nearly as rich as D- Dre. No, Dr. Dre is legend. No, and like, to be honest, like, I admire his wife's tenacity. Like, if I was getting divorced from one of the richest men alive, like, I would do everything that I could to like get the most. I don't yeah. know. I kind of feel her. Hmm. Interesting. It's a good thing we're still married. This is true. Um, all right. Finally, I wanted to give a little a little business news, something I think you might be interested in, because it's it's a fast food piece of information from CNN Business. What are you implying? That you love fast food? Do I? You love fast food more than me. Okay. Did I say that I didn't love fast food? The Mickey D queen. KFC is going to start selling- Ooh. Uh, good brand. They're going to start selling plant-based fried chicken. Oh, that's interesting. See, I knew you would like this story. I do. Only in a few cities, though. They're launching a plant-based version of their fried chicken in about 50 locations, L.A., Orange County, and San Diego next week. The chain has already served the fake chicken version of its products, which is made by Beyond Meat. KFC's first tested Beyond Fried Chicken in Atlanta for one day last summer, and then it served the product for a limited time in Nashville and Charlotte this past winter. The current version will be available in California while supplies last. KFC plans to monitor the results of this test to to determine whether to make Beyond Fried Chicken available nationally. Um, I'm not going to lie. We talk about, he, on here on the toast, like, plant-based options being put in McDonald's and Burger King, and we're always for it. But, like, this seems kind of nasty. I have a couple of questions. Because I love KFC. Like, love, love, love. But honestly, I don't fuck with their chicken. Like, I fuck with their sides. Their chicken is, like, kind of not good. Sorry, I said it. But their mac and cheese, on the other hand, is, like, literally... I imagine heaven is, like, seriously just, like, a big lake... Filled with KFC mac and cheese and Boston Market mac and cheese, which is very similar. I have a couple of questions here. Go. Question number one. I love Beyond Meats in general. I think that they taste really good. I think so too. Uh, And for somebody that tries to uh, limit their red meat consumption, Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good replacement. When are we going to find out that it, like, leads to you growing, like, a third arm? Oh, 100%. Like, nothing can taste that much like meat, not be meat, and not be horrific for you. Yeah. Especially because this is, like, the trial run. It's like, oh, before Splenda came out and, like, we realized that it was fine, like... Sweet and low, and like there was something with sweet and low. Well, and, like, people literally- say about all those different sugars that they like give you cancer. No, but but uh, the only thing is the that OG ones apparently were much worse. Like there's course, some trial equal, and error is what I'm saying. Equal is the worst. You know what I'm saying? There's some trial and error. Yes, but if if Impossible and Beyond Meat claim to be plant based, then like how bad could they be? Bad. I don't know what else. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what chemicals. Just because are in it's plant based. Okay, at the bottom you put. A, a fucking plant. Like a, I don't know. A leaf. Yeah, a leaf, exactly. And then you like throw a clump of duty on the leaf. Is it still plant-based? That's a great question. To be honest, though, like I do agree with you. Like there's something too good about, the, like when we were just away, um, Jackie made uh, like a home chef and she gets impossible meat home chef. She made these quesadillas that were like fake beef and oh my God, it was so fucking good. And yeah. like, that's not the shit I eat. Like, I don't like that shit, but you're right. It tastes too good to be like not giving you, you know, a third arm, a third limb or something. Yeah. hundred percent. Tastes too good. And then my second thing, we're animal lovers. We are like, love. I don't know if like, do, do the toasters know quite how much you love animals? Well, have you ever told them? I haven't told them. Tell we them are that. like beyond animal lovers. Wow, beyond. <laughs> Weird. Uh, like, care so much for the environment and, like, always, we're just always thinking about stuff like this. And, of course, like, beyond meats and, like, all of that, it's to eventually eliminate 
us eating cows, yes. you'd think would be the goal. I think. Then what the fuck happens to the cows? There's just an overpopulation of cows. I'm just curious how, how the... I don't know how the ecosystem how eventually does, works, but we'll figure it out. It's interesting, right? Yeah, we'll figure it out. you think we'd need to adopt a cow? Like, do you think everybody, all of a sudden, you just need to, like, have cows as domestic as animals? I like, don't think so. Because they're just too many? I don't think so. Interesting. Um... Those were the Fast Five stories, and I feel as though you needed to know them. <laughs> Thank you for your analysis on the Beyond Meat third arm cow saga. I really appreciate it. And I think that's what we love here at the Morning Toast, especially when you come. It's the, the tangents know no bounds. Yeah, real tangent. We're all going to have cows as pets. You should start a podcast called Tangents with Ben. Like, honestly, that's deadass such a good name, Like because that's what you do. Like, you just go on crazy tangents. Right. Let's do it. Um, TNN. Tangent News Network. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> okay, so we are going to dive into it. I want to do a little TV recap, um, just quickly talk about some shows that I watched yesterday. But before I do, the TV recap segment is brought to you by the one and only Liquid IV. You probably you probably know Liquid IV for their popular hydration drink mix. Their energy multiplier is an absolute game changer and gives you that little extra boost that we all need. If you have trouble drinking water but like absolutely need to stay hydrated because you get like headaches throughout the day because you're never drinking water, Liquid IV takes your water and it multiplies it for you. Way more hydration, vitamins, nutrients, and it's just a great way to manage your time and your water consumption. One stick of their energy multiplier is like drinking two cups of coffee, and it's an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks for a sustained energy boost throughout the day. I don't drink coffee, um, and not usually do I have problems with energy, but sometimes I do, and the energy multiplier is fabulous because it tastes really good, and I really don't like the taste of coffee. Their premium matcha and green energy blend tastes delicious and provides a lasting energy boost throughout the day. The boost you'd get from one to two cups of coffee, but without the crash. They contain a mixture of matcha, guayusa, and ginger that is high in antioxidants that helps improve mood and focus. They're on a mission to positively change the world, which is the best part. So anytime you purchase from Liquid IV, their company has donated over 6.7 million servings globally. In response to COVID-19, over 3 million products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active U.S. military. So you can know that your purchase is going into the right hands because you're helping a great cause. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com, but you have to use the promo code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com. Promo code TOAST. Okay, TV recap. I don't, I'm not going to spoil Bridgerton for you because I know you're like claiming that you're going to watch it even though I know you're not. Um, but it was just so good. First of all, so aesthetically stunning. It was 1800s London. I know that's not what it looked like, but the colors and the homes and the dresses, it was just stunning. Like mm. an absolutely gorgeous show. That tree that they show at the beginning of every episode is just sickening. I want to live in that fucking tree. The cast was amazing. I love that I didn't really know anyone. I, the woman who played the queen was just everything of the sort. And the woman who played Daphne Bridgerton is Fira Fightley. And I need to know like how she's related to Kira Knightley because it was so crazy. The show was had a little bit of everything, like a little bit of softcore porn, a little bit of drama, a little bit of Gossip Girl, a little bit of Game of Thrones. Like It was really a, a melting pot of, of interesting things, and I just thought it was very different from anything I've watched this year. And I do feel like it lagged in the middle, and I was almost like, this is the show that's so hyped up, but oh my God, the last two episodes were everything of the sort. When Lady Whistledown was revealed, I was shook to the motherfucking core. Close your ears, Ben. When Daphne and Simon finally worked it out, I was like, fuck yes, you go. You get that dick. You make that baby. I'm happy for you. Because honestly, like, she only almost had this miserable life with Nigel and then she finally ends up coincidentally married to a man that she fucking loves which in that time period was the rare and I was so happy for her also I loved the Bridgerton family like they were so, they honestly reminded me of the Steens like they were very Steeny like I loved 
their mom, she was like a good, smart woman who just like was trying her best without her husband. And I just love that there were so many of them and they were just like so connected and everyone in town was like, yes, the Bridgertons, like best family. Like I just, I loved the Bridgertons. I wanted to be one of them. Now I did feel really bad for the Finkelsteins. No, what was their, that's Jewish. Finchel, Finchelberg? Wait. My ears hurt. All right, you can take your fingers out of your ears. I just okay. have to find Bridgerton. Oh, wow. What was the name of that family? The Fink, Fincherton. Fincherton? Is that what their name? That doesn't sound like a name. No, Bridgerton family with an F. Like, it's annoying. Oh, my God. Penelope was the queen. Hold on, hold on. Rolls. Um, uh, Featherington. Thank you. Wait, okay. So Featherington's, like, honestly, I know they were supposed to be annoying, and, like, they were giving me, like, Cinderella vibes, like, with Jennifer Coolidge and, like, all the stepsisters, but I actually, like, fell for them, and the mom, like, what they did to Miss Thompson wasn't right, but I don't know. I, like, felt bad for them when they were, like, banished from society. Like, they got canceled in the 1800s, and, like, I can relate to that. It's just an amazing show, and if you haven't watched it, I really recommend it, and it's just great. Then the other thing, you don't have to plug your ears for this, was The Real Housewives of Dallas. Premiered, like, last night, but it also premiered on New Year's Eve, which I thought was so weird because I saw people tweeting about it on New Year's Eve at, like, 11 o'clock. And I'm like, why are people tweeting about Real Housewives of Dallas? Why would they put the premiere on New Year's Eve? But then they premiered it again this week, so I didn't have to watch. But I thought it was excellent. Like, first of all, I think the show without Leanne has such a fresh and light attitude and I just think it's so great and the new housewife is everything of the sort she's so rich and now I feel like maybe just maybe Dallas might be the wealthiest not to be mean but ever since they dropped Leanne I think they might be in tied with like Beverly Hills for the wealthiest franchise like everyone's houses first of all Tiffany's house is so fucking sickening um uh Cameron's new house is so sickening Stephanie's house is so sickening um it's just, it's just a great show. I think it's going to be a great season. Carrie Brittingham was like kind of MIA from this episode, um, but I'm just very much looking forward to it all. It's a fabulous show. Sorry, Ben. I know you're getting bored. Let's dive into Dear Toasters. No, I'm not getting bored. That was, that was fine. I, what was it? Leanne is the one who left? Yeah. That's like the crazy motherfucker. Yeah, she was nuts. Holy shit. Holy shit. She was just so nuts. I remember watching a bunch of episodes. Of she like, was really. What is the diarrhea coming out of this woman's mouth? But in her defense, like she really put the show on her back for a while. I'm like, I don't know if there would have been any or as much drama if she wasn't there. So now it's our first season without her. And I think it'll just be like a real testament to whether or not like she was as important to the storyline as I think she might have been. No, they, they'll find something else. Like these producers, yeah, they always do. They, you know what I mean? They find All right, stuff. Next up. This is Dear Toasters, our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, toasters at gmail.com. We would really appreciate the support. Hello, my queen steens. Well, she was talking to me and Jackie, but I'm ready to murder my boyfriend. We've been together for three years. We live in a tiny apartment. We both work from home and both have anxiety during COVID. Due to this time, we've spent a lot of time apart in the last nine months. The long time apart when he goes to golf or every few weeks. Wait, sorry. The long time apart being when he goes to golf or every few weeks when I go to my office. My office is closed. I'm only allowed in to mail things because I'm born. Oh, my God. This, this is like the most poorly written thing. Okay. The long time apart 
being when he goes to golf or every few weeks when I go into my office. My office is closed. I'm only allowed in to mail things because I work in boring HR. Golf season has ended and we are just home constantly. I try to go out and do things, but it's annoying being the one that's constantly leaving. He'll go for a 30 minute walk some days, but others ask me to go with him. Our apartment is small and we only have one TV. As I'm typing this, I can hear him washing his hands in the bathroom. How do I not kill him? How do I make it fun to be home? Please help me. I'm about to go to jail. I think Jackie or maybe Dana said this once before, but it's either you get engaged or you break up at one point in a relationship and we're at that mile marker. So please help us survive COVID. I really do love him and I want to get engaged. Love a Steen that needs alone time and can't wait for January 26th to read Girl With No Job, The Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. Um, this is tough. Honestly, like not to be a bitch, but like we can't relate because we've been having so much fun in quarantine, like so in love. Yeah, I, I, I do have my opinions there. Um, do we know where she is from, where she is living? So like not to be a bitch, but you read the exact same submission that I did. So like, how would I know that? Oh, it doesn't say like a friend from New York. No, no, no. Okay. My first thought would be you're working from home. It's again, I'm not going to assume where you live, but if possible, if at all, maybe right now you're in like a slightly nicer building, you need a little more space clearly. So if at all possible, I would move. Yeah. Whether that is to a slightly worse area. Again, it's tough not knowing where you live. If you live in New York City, though, you should probably just move to Long Island City. Or, or like Murray move to, Hill. Or move somewhere else. An area that has like tons of new apartments that are much bigger for cheaper because it's like a lesser you, area. You need more space. The second is if you can't get more space, you need a second TV. Having one TV is not realistic. The reason why me and you have... Had such a lovely quarantine is because for a couple hours a day, the reason why you were able to watch Bridgerton and in I was full. in full and I would never watched it is because you watched in the bedroom. Yeah. And I watched the NBA last night. In the living room. In the living room. 100%. And, and I think that like even those bits of separation within your own home are incredibly important. And I think cultivating a vibe and, and, and an experience in your own home is so important. Me and Jackie talk about this all the time. In, in lockdown and quarantine, like your home can become a prison, 100%. And unless you're like refreshing your space, like every time you get out of bed, like making the bed, lighting candles, mood lighting. If you're putting no effort into your space, like it can really become a toxic place very, very quickly. So I suggest like whenever... I lay on the couch. Like after I get up, I always fold a blanket, refresh the pillows, put the remotes like clean and orderly, like th- blow out my candles. And then I cultivate a new vibe when I start fresh in a few hours. You know what I mean? I think yep. refreshing your space is really important. Yep. Opening a window. Also, have you tried getting violently drunk? Yeah, that's good. Because... Or you could say something you don't mean. Because the... No, but it's, it's not that. It's the one time that... So like when we were in like real hardcore quarantine... Like, no stores were open. Like, the city was a fucking ghost town. Yeah. And we got really, really, really drunk on my birthday Zoom. Oh, yeah. And I woke up. There's a feeling that you forget of waking up so disgustingly hungover that you don't want to leave your bed. You just want to order a nice bagel with tuna fish and watch TV. By the way, I... That really does reset you. I said that um, all the time during, like, the hardcore lockdown in the city, that... Being drunk is so, so great because the morning when you're hungover, you actually don't mind being hungover because when you're hungover, all you want to do is lay in bed. And and in quarantine, you have no choice but to lay in bed. Yep. 
And so not encouraging people to be alcoholics, but I think that would be a nice idea. Yeah. Um, dear Claudia and Jackie, this is our next one. Sorry. Dear Ben and Jack, Ben and Claudia, I shall start with the obligatory. Thank you so much for saving me during quarantine spiel. It has been a true gem to listen to all the episodes, new, old, and on Patreon throughout 2020. Can't wait to read your book soon too. Pre-order now, girlthrowjob.com slash book. Let's get to the point. I'm 30 years old. Got married in October, and my husband and I decided it would be kind of us to host Christmas Eve dinner at our house for the holidays. Whenever my mom hosts, it's always a shit show because she gets so stressed out, so we thought it would be fun to have um, our family take the burden off of her. We didn't want to cook, so we spent $600 on getting food catered and buying alcohol for everyone. The evening was lovely, and we had tons of delicious enchiladas and fajitas left over that were uneaten. She's from Texas. Fast forward to the next day when we were all going to make lunch and we realized our aunt had taken all of the food from the house. Oh my God. I shit you not, she packed up the catering containers without us noticing and took off like a bandit in the night. Needless to say, I was pissed. Leftovers are the best part of a big meal like Thanksgiving or Christmas and she stole our food that we paid for. She's a grown ass adult and I thought that, and thought that behavior was acceptable. I was shook. My sister wanted me to text her and make a snarky comment, but I took the high road because I felt like it would have been so awkward. What would you have done in that situation? Sincerely, hostess with the most is. This is an abomination. What a strange story. Yeah. I what? mean, honestly, like, you're a queen for taking the burden off your parents, spending $600 on food and alcohol for everyone, and I just honestly, like, I think this is so disrespectful. And honestly, she's giving ants a bad name. No, I mean, at this point, you can't say anything. No, it's too late. In the moment, you could have made, like, uh, like a joke. Like, did you really just, like, take the food? No, like, you know what I would have done? What? Group chat everyone being like, did anyone take leftovers? I can't seem to find any of the catering. Totally. That's a good Group one. Group chat is the best way to be passive aggressive. What a strange story. Ben, is this something you would do, on beh- like, as the end? No. I also hate leftovers. No. Okay. First of all, I hate leftovers. Yeah. And it's, I it- hate Taking when people like shove their leftovers on me in their house. I'm like, I don't even like your food. Get away. Yeah, sorry. Clarifying. I like leftovers in my own house, especially like fajitas, enchiladas. Those sound like amazing things for the next day. There's some things that like don't really sit well, like a sushi platter, like 100%. throw that in the trash. But I'll never, ever, 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 ever leave your house with food that you cooked or flowers from your party or oh, I hate doing I that too. I will never leave with anything from your house. <laughs> that's such a good Even call. if it was delicious, I don't want it. Yes, that's literally like the like an old Jewish woman thing to do is like to take the flowers from a bar mitzvah and like bring them home for your foyer. Totally. I just like I ready. I'm so like clutter conscious. Like I don't need more shit in my fridge. I don't need more vases. Like I, please don't ever invite me to your house and send me home with with work to do. Yes, and also this is a direct message to Olivia. Your cooking is delicious. I don't want to take anything home. Olivia's always trying to pawn her leftovers off on us. Do you not want them? And you know what it is? It's like all the really good stuff gets eaten in full. So like the stuff that's left over is like the decent stuff. I don't want that. No, I don't want it. Um, I'm really excited because our third and final Dear Toasters is an update. From the toaster, um, whose boyfriend found... Wait, on the toaster with a boyfriend who found her OnlyFans. The toaster had an account for one day, and it was unclear how the boyfriend found out about it. The girl like thought about doing it she did it for a day took it down but then her boyfriend found out we like couldn't figure out like how he figured it out first of all thanks for the amazing advice i've been in full spy mode trying to get to the bottom of things to add some context as to why my friends and i jumped to say spyware on my phone is because my best friend has an ex who was stealing her sim card out of her phone he was then putting it in his phone to read her text messages he also put a recording device in her car to listen to all of her conversations holy shit I did a little digging and found that an additional face ID has been set up on my phone. Holy shit. 
It was a brand new iPhone and I had only set up my face, so I was a little confused. I realized that my boyfriend knew my original password on my phone, but I had changed it when I started the OnlyFans account. He must have already added his face to the face ID on my phone so that he was, un- he was able to unlock my phone even after the password had been changed. I've been dreading talking to him about it because I know once the conversation about the violation of trust is had, the end will be near. We have a whole life together and I know things will be messy, but I can't continue on setting the precedent that lack of trust in the relationship is okay. Should I just have the conversation and end things, or do I give him a second chance if he tells me the truth? End? What is wrong with it? I, no, no, this is so crazy. What like, do you mean? She, this is this is like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, no, putting putting a extra face ID on like that. And by the way, I'm snoopy as fuck. Like I, I don't even know if you know. Like I'm going through your phone all the fucking time and your computer. I wouldn't. That's fucking next level shit. It's interesting that you said that because I was about to say the opposite. Can you move your microphone in a little bit? Oh yeah, we're sorry. doing a podcast. Is it, is yeah, that better. Is that yeah, better? much better. Um, I don't. I I just like you have to trust who you're with. It's like I like I for one reason or another. I noticed the last couple of times you asked me to like grab your phone. Your password has changed since. It <laughs> oh <was> my god. <laughs> which is which is fine, but yeah, like, it has. I'm, but, but I'm sure that when I cha- left my phone in a taxi, I thought my my. Passcode was too easy. I was going to say, I'm sure it changed for some reason personal to you. Yeah, when I left my phone in the Uber. It's not like, and it was the same thing with me. Like, mine got longer one day because I was afraid that somebody was hacking me. Yeah. It's like, not people are not changing their passwords because they're hiding something from you. That being said, now that I'm thinking about it. She did change her password because she she was was hiding. hiding something from him. So actually, you're, you're giving him reasons. I'm sorry. I'm backtracking a fuck ton. If you really like this guy, you need to not have a secret OnlyFans account. Shut it for a day. It doesn't matter. You need to not have a secret OnlyFans account and change the password on your phone because all that you're doing is feeding his insecurities and making him think that what he's doing is valid. If you want to start an OnlyFans account, I think that's something that you have to like agree Talk with about. your significant other. Uh, it's a really great way to make money, and maybe he won't have a problem with it. You also don't have to get naked on OnlyFans. Like na- only people are using OnlyFans, like you use Patreon. For Patreon, hundred percent. Like the same thing. So maybe she's just trying to like create a side hustle, make some extra money, and like no, it was you just have to be transparent about stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think the OnlyFans was created, you know, for sexy pics. Oh, interesting. Um, also, I just want to clarify, like, I just really only snoop through your stuff because, like, I love you so much. I just want to like know what you're talking about. Like, I'm not. I don't think you're like doing anything. I just like. Like, who is Ben talking to, like, when he's not talking to me? I just no want, one. I just want to put that out there. No, no it's one. literally like your mom. Yeah, no one. Queen. Um, that's our show, you guys. Dear Toasters, thank you so much for writing in. Deartoasters at gmail.com is the email if you ever want to write in. You can write in about anything. You can update us if we've ever read your submission on air. Um, and we'll always keep it anonymous. Ben, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here for the last two days. I hope you've enjoyed your time. And now I'm going to give you a few minutes to plug whatever you want to plug. Where should people follow you? If you're not following me at Boy With No Job at this point, I don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> um, but you can follow me at Boy With No Job. Uh, there really is nothing else to plug. I mentioned this yesterday. 2021 is going to be a really big year. Um, some really exciting stuff is coming out. I don't want to necessarily talk about it now, but I'll come back on the show and, of course, and, I'll, and, of I'll, course. and I'll talk about well, it. Well, you are always welcome here within reason. Thank you, Mufalish. I love you very much. Thank you for doing I, this. I love you more. Thanks for Thank you guys me. so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give the video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I already cast all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us on Morning Toast, leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow for Thursday's show. Bye.